Can I assume you know who we are? You're out of the Apache. <laughs> but one, if you heard of us, you probably heard we ain't in the prisoner taking business. We in the killing Nazi business. And cousin businesses are booming. Oh, yeah. That leaves two ways we can play this out. Either kill you or let you go. Whether or not you're going to leave this ditch alive depends entirely on you. Welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies and more. <laughs> How about that? Not just rated R movies. I said and more. Well, yeah. We'll do NC-17. We also do, do a lot of PGs and PG-13s. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> Let's talk about trailers. It's trailer talk. Have you seen any? Have you seen anything good? I did. What did I see this week? There was something that was really good. Mm-hmm. There's that Melissa McCarthy movie. I I kind of want to see. Well, now. I told you about that one before. That was good. The the yeah. kitchen. Yeah, the kitchen. And then uh, we saw uh, that Robert De Niro. Oh yeah, uh, the kill the Irishman. The Irishman. I thought it was called. Kill no, it's the just Irishman. the Irishman. Oh. That looks good, a little creepy with the, the CGI kind of going on. Yeah, yeah. They look like they did back when they were in the, uh, you know, sort of Donnie Brasco. And like, they're, they're, there's old and then there's middle age. Yeah. You know, and so that kind of looked interesting. With Scorsese uh, having worked with De Niro and Pacino and uh, Joe Pesci, um, he has a lot of stock footage or a lot of footage. Of them as younger well, people. Yeah. Joe yeah. Pesci was in Raging Bull, you uh-huh. know. Pacino, he's been around forever. Yeah. Um, and De Niro's been in like Everything. O- only Scorsese movies, <laughs> apparently. No, he's been in a lot, but Scorsese movies, he gets first choice. Yeah. So I, I was thinking about this the other day. And when these guys die, who's going to be the mobster guys? I, I don't know. You know. I can't think of anybody. There's nobody to step in those roles. No. Not that I can think of. I mean, it's it's almost like an era of these wonderful mobster films. Are just going to be gone. They're just going to be gone. Yeah. I'm sure they thought that back in the Cagney era, too. You know, when James Cagney died, there was no more mob movies. I'm serious. Really? Yes. Until like the 70s. Until The Godfather. Really? Yeah. Wow. So. Yeah. I'm sure someone eventually will. Yeah, somebody will step up eventually. I mean, there's some Goomba looking dudes out there, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, we watched uh, A Star is Born and, you know, Andrew Dice Clay can easily play a. That was so weird. A a mob boss. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Uh, We also saw a trailer for The Lighthouse. Yeah. Is this based on that weird uh, legend where the two guys just disappeared? Maybe. The, the guys, and they thought maybe they got abducted by aliens or a witch killed them and buried them somewhere. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of weird urban legends about people it's, disappearing and they were in lighthouses. It's in black and white, too. Yeah. So that's uh, gonna Willem be Dafoe and Robert Pattinson. Yeah. And they look like they are the only two in the film. Yeah. So... I'm really interested in this. I think Robert Pattinson it can be underrated at times because he did those Twilight movies. Uh-huh. But he he's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And Willem Dafoe. I mean, you got to watch it just because of Willem Dafoe at least once. Yeah, at least. Um, he is a superb actor. Yeah. So. And he looks right. good in a dress. Yeah. Yeah, he sure does. <laughs> so this week... I wasn't really sure what to do. I kind of wanted to do a drama, but we ended up doing a dramedy because it's funny and it's dramatic. It does have some very comedic moments. Yes. Yeah. Most of Tarantino's movies are funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're talking about, of course, what I consider his greatest movie. Really? Yeah. You think this one's his best? This one is his best, and it is called Inglorious Bastards. It is a very good movie. It is rated R, two hours, 33 minutes, and you can see it right now on Netflix. So, director is Quentin Tarantino, and it stars um, a bunch of people, but I'm just only going to name a few at first. Uh, Brad Pitt, Diane Kruger, 
Eli Roth, Melanie Laurent, Christoph Waltz, and Michael Fassbender. I think that's hitting all the high notes right there. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had some surprises later. Yeah. Uh, so, this movie is broken up into chapters, m- much like his other movies. Right. Uh, you know, Pulp Fiction is broken up into chapters. Mm-hmm. Um, Kill Bill. Reservoir Dogs, Kill Bill. So, he likes to present it as literature. Yeah, I can understand that. And... Uh, we get this first scene, and it's like a beautiful landscape in France. It says Nazi-occupied France. Mm-hmm. Um, 1941. Yeah, something like that. And we see this man. He's chopping wood, and his daughters are outside. No no, no mention of a wife, by the way. No. I think he has three daughters. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a car pulling up. You know, coming up the road. And they know who it is. They know it's Nazis. So he has the girls go inside. He washes himself off. And he stands there and, you know, waiting to meet them. Mm-hmm. And that's when we meet Hans. Hans, uh, what's his last name? Lanza? I think that's right. I, I forgot that his first name was actually Hans. Yeah, I know his last name is Lanza. Okay. So it's Hans, and uh, he's speaking in French. Yes. Um, this is very much like a foreign film at this point. In fact, there's a lot of reading in this movie because of the foreign aspect. He didn't have them just speak English. And I loved that, actually. Yeah. Um, this chapter was called Once Upon a Time in Occupied France. So chapter one. And we'll do this by chapters. That way we can keep our thoughts together. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, he's talking about the weather, you know, he's talking about, you know, just nonsensical stuff. And he says, hey, uh, do you remember these Jewish families, you know, that that uh, that surrounded this land? I mean, uh, there's this Jew family and there's that Jew family. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I remember them. You have any idea where they are? No. Okay. Well, may I come in? You know, yeah, sure, come in. Hans is very polite. He's very charming. To the point of, you know, you watch you watch old Nazi movies, and the Nazi generals or or whoever is trying to intimidate you is intimidating you with kindness. To the point where he's over saccharine, mm-hmm. and he he really wants you to like him. Yeah. Because he knows he's going to do something devastating. And so he meets the three daughters. And uh, he says, you know, send them outside. Uh, we need to speak privately. Right. 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 So they go outside. Before that, he offers uh, Lonzo wine. Yes. And... And they're on a dairy farm. Right. And so he ends up asking the girl. And he touches the one girl. Yeah. Like grabs her arms like, no, I'd prefer milk. And it's like so weird. Yeah. But it's like improper to to touch that girl. Even though he does drink milk twice in this movie. Yeah, he does. Uh, but the other time it kind of makes sense because you want to wash down, you know, a strudel with right, milk. Right, right. Uh, with all that cream this, and whatnot. This time it was odd. This time it was, I'm going to drink what you sell. Ah. I'm going to drink, I'm going to drink your milk. Uh-huh. You know, the stuff that you work really hard to produce. Oh, that makes sense. I'm going to consume it. Yes. Okay. It's interesting how that plays out. I I, I think I, I didn't really think of it that way, but that is such a power play. Mm-hmm. And this is a very tense scene. It's almost it's almost as tense as the uh, Vincent Jules and the uh, uh, the briefcase scene in oh, Pulp yes. Fiction, mm-hmm. um, except it's just two people mm-hmm. in a dark room. Yeah. Uh, the, the 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 man I I I think his name is Pierre. I think I write his name down as Pierre. Yeah, Pierre. He's like, you mind if I smoke? And he's like, it's your house. You can do whatever you want. You can smoke. So he pulls out his little corn cob pipe, mm-hmm. lights up, and they start speaking in English because he wants to practice his English. 
No, he he exhausted his French. Yes, but yeah, he could have spoken in German as well. Oh yeah. Uh, he didn't ask him if he could speak in German. He no. asked him if he could speak English. Yeah. Which is a very odd request in France. It is, yes. Um, and so they start speaking in English. And he's just trying to get these records of these people that have come up missing. He goes, what have you heard? And he goes, only rumors. He goes, oh, I love rumors. <laughs> you know? And Pierre tells him some stuff. And then Hans, he's like, do you mind if I smoke? <laughs> he goes, go right ahead. And Hans pulls out this gigantic ornate uh pipe that you would see in like a sherlock holmes film oh, it's ridiculous. it's gigantic yeah and he just lights up and uh it's it's just a bizarre scene it makes you laugh mm-hmm. kind of cuts the tension right of course the camera is this ghostly visage okay mm-hmm. the camera can go wherever it wants right and so this time the camera goes down below Hans's feet and we see people lying in a crawl space underneath the house. Presumably those people. He gets the names of each one of those people that are missing. Right. How old and is she? And ages. Yeah. yeah. How old? Oh, that's old. Uh, they get to show Soshana. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and how old is she? Oh, she's 18. Oh, 18. Okay. Well, all right then. And so... They are continuing in English, and he says, if there's anything you can tell me, anything at all, um, now would be the opportune time, and no harm will come to you or your family, your, your beautiful daughters. And the guy, is, he just has to. Yeah. And, it, and he's crying. You can tell. It's, it's really difficult. It's painful. Yeah. Because so, he knows what's going to happen. Yeah. And so he's like... And uh, I don't want you to break character. And when I order my men in, mm-hmm. uh, I will be playing a character and you just play along. Do not give any signals or you're dead. Yeah. Another reason for the English was to test to see if the people under the floor could speak English. Yeah. None of them could. Yeah. So here we are. The soldiers come in. Well, he switches back to French. Yes. And they give this elaborate yeah Yeah. and uh his men come in and he points to where they are and the nazis open fire on the floorboards killing all the people in the floorboards except for one who escapes now this scene is really interesting as well Mm -hmm. the girl is running yeah top speed running for the hills yeah and uh hans can see her and now it's dark all the way around except for that door frame. Right. And it just frames her mm-hmm. running away. And then Hans steps into the frame and aims his gun. And I don't believe he fires. He doesn't. He's like. He could have probably hit her. He says, adieu, Soshana. Yeah. <laughs> and she's gone. Yeah. And that's the scene. Yeah. It's so, so intense. We're assuming that Pierre stayed alive. We're assuming that the daughters are still alive. Yeah, we don't know. Because Hans keeps his word? We don't know that. Yeah, we don't know anything about yeah. Hans. Also, uh, one of the other things that I forgot to bring up was they say his nickname. Uh, Hans's nickname. Oh, yes. He brings it up himself. He goes, have you heard anything about me? He's like, yes. And he's like... What do you what do you hear? He goes, Oh, you know, I don't want to say he goes, Oh, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> you're the Jew hunter. Ah, the Jew hunter. Ha <laughs> ha. Such a funny name. You know? Mm-hmm. So there you go. That's the opening scene. And then we cut straight from that To chapter two. To chapter two. And it's called Inglorious Bastards. This is where strong language and violence really Go full throttle. Yes. Yes. Uh, Aldo Rain, played by Brad Pitt. Um, we have Adam Levine, a uh, little guy on Doug Loves Movies. He's always on there, and they call him AKA Little Wolverine because he looks like Wolverine. Oh, I forgot about that. That's um, hilarious. Eli Roth. Uh-huh. He, he plays Donnie Donowitz. The Bear Jew. The Bear Jew. Um, and then there's a couple others put in there. 
But first, there's this speech. Yes. And I'm not going to tell you the whole speech because it doesn't matter. No. Aldo Reigns is this guy from the mountains. He's an Apache, apparently. Like, like it sounds like he's from Tennessee. Yeah. Kind of that kind of. He does accent. sound like he's from Tennessee, but Very he says he comes from the mountains of Tennessee, yeah. uh, from the the Rocky Mountains. Oh, okay. And uh, he's got this uh, scar around his neck. Mm-hmm. They never say what that scar is, so maybe he had his throat slit once. Maybe he was hanged. Yeah. And lived. You don't know what happened to him. Um, and it doesn't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. It just adds to his character. And they're talking to these guys, and he's like, we're in the Nazi hunting business, and business is a booming, <laughs> you know? And there's only nine of them. Yeah. So there's nine of these bastards running uh-huh. around occupied France and Germany, uh, just hunting down Nazis, killing them, and taking their scalps. Right. That is what we need to know about the bastards, and that's all we need to know about the bastards, mm-hmm. because they are not part of this movie in many, many ways. They're really are inconsequential to right. the, the main plot. But exactly. They, they are very involved in one of the final scenes, though. Yes. So they cut to Hitler, who's freaking out. And they he's like, nine, 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 <laughs> nine, 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 nine. It was funny because Brad Pitt asked a question and yes. then it went to that. And it's this guy who was held captive by the bastards telling Hitler... What the bastards did. Yes, he's telling this story. Yeah. And they start with, you know, they have this commander, the bastards do, and they have him on his knees. And he's like, hey, uh, you want to tell me where uh, the Nazis are stationed and how many there are? And that way we can go and kill them all. And he's like, ha, no. (laughs) He goes, what if I cut off your fingers? No. Okay. And then you hear some noise in this cave. Yeah. And he goes, you, you know who that is? He goes, that is the bear Jew. That's the bear Jew. <laughs> now he's going to come out here and he's going to bash your brains in. And then we're going to ask one of your other people to show us on the map. And he goes, I will never tell. Good soldier. He He's doing his duty. Yeah. So he goes... Okay, out comes Donnie Donowitz. You know, his grandson becomes a famous film producer. I don't know if anybody knows this, but (laughs) it's true. So Donnie comes out. The whole time, and it takes a while. This scene takes a while. You're hearing this sound, Mm -hmm. you know, and it sounds like wood hitting a wall. Oh, yeah, he's smacking up against the walls. He's smacking the floor. Yeah. I mean, he's really intimidating this guy. And out comes Eli Roth. Eli Roth is probably about five nine. He looks he's a gigantic, smaller guy though here. Yeah, he but looks big. he is muscular. Husky. Yeah. Yeah. And he comes out and he goes, uh, oh, you got one more chance to tell us. The guy goes, No, I'm not gonna tell you. So they bash his brains in in violent glory. Yes. It it's extremely gory. You're like, oh crap. Yeah. <laughs> and it cuts back to the guy telling the story to Hitler and Hitler's like, Well how did you escape? And he's like, uh, I'll tell you. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if he tells Hitler, Yeah, I gave up your men. There's no way he did that. No. But they bring him forward uh to the bastards and uh He's like, you mind show me on this map where everything is? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was right here, 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 here. <laughs> and this is what they're using, mm-hmm. and this is how many. Um, and we we get um, that other guy is mentioned as well, that, that Jewish guy. They, they give him a proper, what's his name? Stiglitz? Stiglitz? Oh, yes, Stiglitz. Yeah. yeah, so they talk about him, and he's just this German that hates Nazis. Yeah. Hates them so much that he'll stab them in their sleep. Hates them so much that he will take his hand and shove it down their throats while they sleep yeah. and strangle them that way. Yeah, I mean... It's brutal. It's crazy. Yeah. And they broke him out of jail. Yeah, the bastards did. So... Just so that he's on he their would side. join their side. And he knows German. Yes. And that's important for this scene because... The other guy didn't know German. Right. Or didn't know English. Right, right. So, Stiglitz? Stiglitz. 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 He he asked him. Then that's when they showed him. Right. And he's like, so after that plays out, he says, 
so when you when the war is over, are you going to take off that uniform? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I am. I'm going to take it off. I have a wife and kids and whatever, you know. And he's like, yeah, we don't like it that you're going to be taking off that uniform. Because uh, we want people to remember what you did. Yeah. And so they carve a uh, swastika into his forehead. And it looks really painful. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guarantee it is. I mean, that's just, uh, my eyes and it's, blur just it's from it. it's not just a little knife either. No. It looks like a Bowie knife. It's a Bowie knife. It's huge. Yeah. So that's the end of that scene. You know, he shows his symbol, the Nazi symbol, you know, the, the, swastika, the swastika to Hitler. And then we cut to a theater in France. Mm-hmm. Um, this is chapter three. Chapter three. It's called uh, June 1944. Yeah, it's four years later is what it yeah. said. And uh, Shoshana is 22 now. And there's this guy. I guess he's been going to the movies like every day. He's just there. He's in a uniform. It reminds me a little bit of the Sound of Music, you know, where they'd wear the uniform oh, and just yeah. hang out with people like yeah. they were normal. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not normal. They're friggin' Nazis. Come on. <laughs> but his name is Zoller. And he really likes Soshana, but Soshana is like, nope, yeah, not interested. And she's going by a new name, and I didn't write her new Emmanuel. name down. Emmanuel. So he runs into her a second time when she's eating. Because yeah, the first time she's changing the marquee yeah, outside and, the thing. and he bothers her so much that she's just like, I'll do this later. Yeah. So yeah, the- a, it might be like a couple days later or a week or something, but he shows up yeah. at this diner. And you find out that he's pretty damn famous. And we recognize him from uh, a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. He's part of uh, Captain America Civil War. He played Baron Zemo. So he's got some Quentin Tarantino cred. (laughs) But anyway, you find out he's a celebrity. He was a... uh, he was in a tower and he killed a bunch of allied soldiers yes. uh, from that tower. He's a sharpshooter. So he's a hero. And Goebbels, um, who apparently actually did consider himself to be a filmmaker. Oh, yeah. He was going to do this film based on him. And it was called Pride of the Nation. Uh-huh. So, and that that's a playoff of... The actual Nazi propaganda film that I don't remember the name of, Birth of, not Birth of the Nation. That's no, that's, that's, that's a totally a different. different guy. And yeah. <laughs> let's not even talk about that movie. So, so Shana is invited to this dinner party, and she well, she doesn't want to go, but since they're Nazis and since they're insistent, if you if you turn down their generosity, mm-hmm. they'll they'll do something to you. She wasn't really invited. She was told to get in the car. Yeah. She had no idea where she was going. She She's always terrified that she's been found out. Right. Yeah, that's true. So she had no idea where she was going, and she wasn't even dressed for the occasion. No. He's he, They sit her at this table, and Goebbels is there. Yes. Along with uh, a woman with the last name Dreyfus. Yes. Uh, and I believe her real name is Julie Dreyfus. She's a French actress. She was in Kill Bill. Yeah, she was. As the French woman who loses her arm. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious if she's the descendant. I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure it's a thing. Yeah, there's always a tie to yeah, a there's, movie there's somewhere. There's a... Tarantino movies are, are kind of put together like a little puzzle. You kind of got to guess at what is going on because... Later on, Michael Fassbender's character is a descendant of a character from The Hateful Eight. Yes. Uh, so he wants, yeah, he wants to have a Nazi film festival, and they were going to have it at the Ritz. But Zoller is like, no, this place is beautiful. You should do it here. It's awesome. There's only two screens. We can just uh, make the whole thing just about the not, you know, the Nazi party, yeah. and we could have a Nazi film festival right here. At this small little theater. Yeah. And he's he's not convinced that it's a good idea until he talks to Soshana. And he's like, okay, if you, you know, do you have a, a, a projectionist? Yes. And uh, is he a pure race? No, 
he is a black man. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see to it that uh, that black man isn't there that day. Right. And that you run the projectors. Because yeah. if Hitler found out that a black man was running his movie theater, uh, you yeah, know, it's... this whole crazy stuff. And I'm cleaning up the language a little bit because he does not say black man. No. He no. uses a ancient term. Yeah. So everybody leaves except for Hans. Or well, Hans shows Hans up. Hans shows up. And yeah. everybody else leaves. And he's talking to uh, her. And he's like, how did you get this theater? You're so young. And, you know, she has this whole backstory. Her aunt died and that she inherited the theater. Right. So she's running the theater. And he's like, oh, that's splendid. Uh, and uh, your last name is, you know, he's trying to make sure she's not German right. or not Jewish. Jewish. And then he orders strudel. Yeah. And she's putting on a really brave face. Oh, she's doing real good. Brave enough to where I think she has him fooled. And she does have him fooled. Yeah. I think he was only he was only fooled by one person and that's her. Yeah, and you almost get the sense that that he knows. Yeah. But he clearly doesn't know. No. No, in fact, he goes along with everything that happens from what has played out here to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Leave it to Quentin Tarantino to have a film festival in the middle of a movie, <laughs> by the way. I mean, in it's World just. World War II yeah, era during World as well. War II. Yeah. So it's just a bizarre thing. So they uh, talk about this strudel and how it's the most delicious strudel you'll ever have. And so he orders two, and then he orders himself a glass of milk, Mm -hmm. and she has wine and whatnot. And then they bring the strudel, and he's like, oh, no, 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 no. You have to wait for the cream. It's such a weird scene. And so they bring out this cream. They put a couple dollops on each strudel, and then he's like, bon appetit, right? And it's odd here because Tarantino focuses on the cream being put Mm -hmm. on it's like a whipped cream being taken out of the dish and scraping the dish yeah i mean it's just an odd thing to focus on yeah it is and he's just the way tarantino does things he does things deliberate everything has to be done in a specific way and it has to mean something to him yeah it's kind of like david lynch you know Mm -hmm. this stuff means something to him Right. It may not mean anything at all to anybody else. Right. But to Tarantino, yeah, it, it means something to him. Hans leaves eventually, you know, after the strudel incident. And so Shauna just breaks down right there, freaking out. Right. Covering her mouth, scared. And she goes back to the theater. And we learn about the plot to kill Hitler. <laughs> well, and we, she doesn't know Hitler's going to be there. We learn about the plot... To burn down the theater yes. with as many Nazis in it as possible. Right. And and what her plan is, is that during the movie, they're going to lock the people into the theater and use this specific kind of nitrite nitrate uh, film that was used. That yes. It was used with chemicals that are highly flammable. There's like this uh, Samuel L. Jackson narrated uh, yeah. scene where they show an old scene from an old movie where a boy is trying to get on a trolley. And he goes, no, that's film. You can't bring that on here. We'll all burn alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it became a, a mini documentary yeah. for like three seconds. And then then we cut back. So and, and she apparently has a whole closet full of this stuff. Oh, yeah, because that's basically all the f- what film was made of at that time. Right. too. So now we're at chapter four, and this is called Operation Kino. And we get Michael Fassbender's character, and then we get this weird cameo, and it's Mike frickin' Myers. Yeah. Shrek himself. I remember the first time we watched this, and I go, is that Mike Myers? It was. And you were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely it was. Like, was. It absolutely is. <laughs> um, Fassbender's character is a film critic. Um, that has joined the army. Yes. The Royal Army. And he's British. Yes. And Operation Kino is the plot to end the war. Now, Winston Churchill's there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's just this figure in the back and he does his thing. 
but it's mainly focuses on Michael Fassbender's character, who is a film critic. He, uh, he studied German film. He knows German. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that this guy is placed in France as an agent, like a double agent or something like that. And so he meets up with the bastards and they're across the street from this tavern that they're supposed to meet this famous actress in. Mm was her name she has hammersmark yes yeah something hammersmark and she's down there just living it up with her people yes and uh well german soldiers and yeah just german soldiers really because her people aren't there until the bastards show up yeah and they're playing this card game, you know, guess what I am, you know, it's to stick the card to your head kind of game. And they're having a good time because one of them just had a baby. Yeah. And they're all happy and shit. And that's the or, whole they're reason happy. they're there. Yeah. Is because of this occasion. Otherwise, it should have been fairly quiet. Right. Aldo don't like that it's in a basement. No. He's like, it is so funny. You didn't tell me that this rendezvous was going to be in a basement. <laughs> You're like, well, it's a, it's a tavern. Yeah, yeah, but it's in a basement. <laughs> you know? So, our secret agents go downstairs, and it's uh, three guys. Stiglitz. Stiglitz, uh, Fassbender's character, uh-huh. and uh, another guy. I can't remember who the other one was I can't either. either. And so she meets up with them, and they're, she's talking to them, and she's trying to say, Hitler's going to be there. Yes. And But each time that she's trying to tell them this... She gets interrupted by one of the drunk patrons. Yes. And uh, eventually, Fassbender yells at the guy in German, says, I outrank you. This is an officer's table now. You go over there and you sit down, you drink your drink, and then you get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know, it could have worked. It could have. But unfortunately, there was an actual officer. A Gestapo officer. Gestapo officer. Yeah. Officer just drinking in a corner alone. Mm-hmm. And he decides that he's going to invite himself to their party. So I found it interesting that they kept mentioning how Germans know uh, the the sound of the dialect of the areas. They can yeah. pinpoint who they are, yeah. where they came from. Sort of similar to what, you know, we, we get can, we with, can do. with like Jersey and, you know. Yeah. Uh, Boston, Jersey. Yeah. You know, Sometimes Texas, south. you know. <laughs> um, but... It was really fascinating to that that Fassbender's character didn't think of that. No. There are two things that he didn't think of. <laughs> yeah, the but, last one really yeah. screwed him. They play a little card game as well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's King Kong. Yeah. And he says, I'm King Kong. Hey, you did a good job. And he's like, no, tell me where your your accent, where's it? Oh, we're in a little village. We're isolated in Germany, blah, blah, blah. Um Oh, really, really? Yeah, we just were skiing village, you know. Okay. And he kind of buys it. Yeah. So he offers them scotch. Yes. And one of them refuses. And so... Hammersmark. Yeah. So uh, Fassbender holds up three fingers. His, like his digit, his middle finger, and his ring finger. Three. Uh-huh. And if you know, this is uh, actually six in uh, American Sign Language. Okay. Uh huh. Six. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So that's six. Yeah. Um. So he's holding up his three fingers. This tips off our Gestapo because they hold up their thumb, their forefinger, and their middle finger. Yes. Three. Yeah. He immediately knows. So he knows that that guy. Is not German. Right. And definitely not an officer. And that's one of those details that you kind of don't know until they tell you or unless you're German. Right. Okay. It's just something that as an American, you just, yeah, three. Uh-huh. Um, like, oh. some, I usually do this now. <laughs> I just, okay, like three. Because <laughs> I just can't do this anymore without going six. So, so he, he kind of plays along Gives still. them their drinks. Yeah. And they're all drinking. And he's like, I got my gun pointed at your balls right now. And he's like, and he explains to him why. 
Uh-huh. He goes, well, I got my gun pointed at your balls. And then another gun gets pointed at that guy's balls as well. Uh-huh. So Stigler and, uh, and Fassbender have their guns pointed at him. And so this is kind of like a weird version of a Mexican standoff. And uh, they all pull the trigger and every and, and they die. And uh, Hammerschmark, she gets hurt. And the bartender and, and the uh, and waitress, daughter. they get blown away. Yeah. Everybody's dead except for the dude that had the, the kid. Yes. Um, his little little Michael. Uh-huh. And, and Hammerschmark. And, Hammer and so there's this kind of comedic interaction between Aldo, who is upstairs. You mm-hmm. cannot see him. He is off panel somewhere yeah. shouting down, is there anybody alive down there? <laughs> Does anybody hear me? You know? Yeah. And the guy's like, the guy's like, I'm alive. And then she eventually, she's like, I'm alive too. Who the hell are you? I'm Hammerschmark. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm going to come down there and get her. So you better, you know, mm-hmm. be unarmed. They they make out this deal. And down comes Aldo. But he's, the, 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 the Nazi guy, he has a gun. Yeah. And he's like, I thought we had a deal. <laughs> and uh, long story short, that guy dies. He never gets to see his son. Yeah. And Hammerschmark is taken to a veterinarian. Still a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Who performs a butcher surgery so she can get back up on her feet. Yeah. Hans is looking at the room. Yes. Where everybody dies. And he mm-hmm. finds a shoe. Yes. And he finds the napkin that Hammerschmark put out. And there and we she go. signed. Yeah. <laughs> so he knows exactly who was in that room. Yes. And he knows exactly where she's going to be. Right. And that is a problem. Oh, yeah. So that leads us to Aldo interrogating Hammerschmark. Hammerschmark. Mm-hmm. And he does it the only way Aldo knows how. She's laying there with a bullet wound, and he's like, he's like, what was, why were, why were there Germans down there? They were having a party. One of them, you know, was having a kid, blah, blah, blah. It's like, why was it in a, yeah. a basement? Why was it in a basement? <laughs> you know, it's where they chose. I don't know. You know, she just didn't have good answers. No. But he's convinced that she's not a, you know, a, a double agent. Right. And it wasn't malicious. Yeah. Um, and it was a sincere accident. And he's like, we're going to get in that theater. Because that's when she says, you know, the Fuhrer's going to be there. Mm-hmm. Hitler's going to be right. in that theater. He goes, oh, we got to get our boys in there. How can we? Everybody who is going to be with me is now dead. Right. And he's like, well, there's still three of us here. Well. Well, do any of you speak German? Oh, heck no. <laughs> um, but we do speak a little Italian. <laughs> right? Brad Pitt playing this part with this accent, mm-hmm. speaking Italian, right. is hilarious. Um, and he goes, he goes, I speak the best Italian, so I'll be your your uh, your escort. Yeah, something like yeah. that. And he goes, and Donnie over there, he's he's second best at Italian, so uh, so he'll he'll be you know somebody else, and you know, uh, the third guy he speaks uh, the third best Italian, and he goes, he goes, I don't speak any Italian. That's why you're just gonna keep your mouth shut. <laughs> and that's why you're third best, you know. And so the plot is on. Oh, and they have to figure out. A an excuse for what's wrong with her leg, right? And she explains that she was skiing, which was Aldo's. Yeah, you know, thought, and it's like that is the dumbest thing ever. Yeah, well, Aldo's not that smart. She could have come up with something better. Yeah. So they get to the party, and like the way Tarantino does things, he's like he does things with like. Here's this guy, and it's like an arrow pointing to him. He's like, these two guys are here. <laughs> so the let's just say the inner circle of the Nazi party is in this very building. 
there's a music montage. It sounds a little bit like David Bowie. I didn't even look, um, mm-hmm. but it sounds like a David Bowie song. And it's so Shauna is she's putting on uh, her clothing and she's putting on her makeup and mm-hmm. makes it look like war paint at one point. Yeah. Or she just the swipes the rouge uh-huh. across her cheeks really fast. Yeah. She meets with her projectionist and you kind of find out that they probably got a thing because they kiss. Earlier on, they had filmed something mm-hmm. that she wanted spliced into the movie at a specific time. And she goes, I'm going to go downstairs, I'm going to mingle, and then I'm going to come back. And then we're going to do this thing. So that's what she does. She goes downstairs, she mingles a little bit. During this time, Hans meets up with Miss Hammerschmark and her three friends. <laughs> they look and, ridiculous. Uh, and she says their names, and I'm not going to repeat their names because I can't remember. But Hans specifically looks at them each and he says, say your name. No, one more time. Uh-huh. One more time with music. <laughs> one more time. And they, he repeats it and repeats it and repeats it. And like there's this disdain and there's this spite and there, there's this hate mm-hmm. from Aldo. Gets to Donnie. Donnie does his best, you know, blah, 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 you know, yeah. bravado. And, oh, such a musical language. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> and, and you, sir. And he says his name. He's like, perfect. And the perfect. flourishes, the hand flourishes yes. are hilarious. And uh, he's convinced that they're okay. He's like, you, you, here's your seat and here's your seat. You go ahead. Uh, I'm going to speak with Miss Hammerschmark and, uh, and, then, and then we'll, you know, I will escort you to your seat. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So he goes off with Hammerschmark. Immediately Brad Pitt's character is taken. Uh, bag over his head and taken mm-hmm. out of the theater. So Aldo's out of the picture. I wouldn't have put it past Tarantino to kill every major character that we like. Oh, yeah. He's done it before. Uh-huh. So I was, I'm disappointed, but not really disappointed. He sits Hammerschmark down, Hans does, in this office, Soshana's office. And he's like, oh, I got a couple of questions, you know. You were skiing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, what size shoe do you wear? Mm-hmm. <laughs> And she's like, what? <laughs> He's like, what kind of shoe do you wear? And uh, I think she knows the jig is up. Oh, yeah. So she says, and he's like, oh, take off your shoe. She begrudgingly does. And he pulls a shoe, or she ha- he has her he pull her do it, which is a just shoe so sinister. out of the bag that's sitting next to her. It was in his coat. Oh, that's right. It was in his coat. Yeah. And so as soon as she touches it, she knows. Oh, yeah. She's like, shoot. Mm-hmm. And so she pulls it out. He says, oh, let me try. Let me try something. And he just slips it on her foot. Um, perfect fit. And then he violently strangles her oh, to death. Oh, my God. Yeah. Here's a fun fact. That was not Christoph Waltz's hands around her neck. Was it Tarantino? It was Tarantino's hands. I was wondering because I don't remember seeing Tarantino in the he, film. He wanted to do the the strangulation because he wanted it to look uh, more menacing. Oh. And uh, and he wanted to be the one to do it. Just just like he wanted to be there with Mia Wallace when she had the uh, oh, mm-hmm. adrenaline shot. He wanted to be in you know, mm-hmm. in more involved. In yeah. It. So he strangled, uh, what's her name? Diane, Diane Kruger. Kruger. Yeah. Okay. So that happened. Uh-huh. And, and now we see what's going on inside the theater, right? Uh, right. Uh, Hitler's up in a booth. Donnie and the other guy are sitting in the Dead middle center. seats of, of <laughs> all these Nazis. And they're strapped with uh, dynamite. Yeah, as is Aldo. Yes. Like, they were not planning on leaving that building. No. The one guy, he's like, I gotta go, you know, and he does a reconnaissance, and he's looking around. Now, they're showing this film, Pride Pride of the the Nation, Nation. and let me tell you another fun fact about this part of the film. Okay. That part was directed by Eli Roth. That makes sense. 
Um, so he did all of the war t- war stuff mm-hmm. um, from that Goebbels movie. And that was it. Interesting. So he goes and looks around and he goes upstairs and he sees the two guards protecting Hitler. Mm-hmm. Hitler comes out and asks one of them for gum. It was weird. Yeah. Like Hitler chews gum. Who knew? <laughs> uh, he goes back downstairs and, you know, he's like, come on, we got to go. We cut to Soshana. She's in the projection room alone at this point, And she's waiting for the cue. Right. So changing reels on a projector looks complicated and I would have hated to have done it. Oh, yeah. But uh, she's waiting for a cue. And there's a knock at the door. And, it's of course, it's Fred Zoller. And he shows up and he's, you know, really wondering why he hasn't charmed the pants off of her yet. Oh, yeah. He might be a little drunk, but he's really like, he really likes her. And she's like, don't, don't come near me, you know. And he's going to rape her. It, it it's appears pretty clear. that way, yes. And, I, I think that's what was going to happen. And so she turns the tables on him and says, no, wait, go close the door. Yeah. He's like, really? She's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Go close the door. He turns his back to her and he she shoots him four times. Yeah. Uh, through the back. And he falls down on his stomach. Which is all fine and good. So now Zoller's dead. But it doesn't matter because everybody's going to be dead. She gets back to what she was doing. And then she hears him cough. Yeah. And groan. Now she feels bad, right? Which doesn't make sense. Well, she shot a person. I mean, she did shoot a person, but at the same time. What are you going to do? You don't go and comfort them. No, she wanted to see if he was okay. Uh, it's, 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 it's a flaw. It's a human response. It's a, it's a flaw. So he go, she goes over there, turns him over, and he shoots her. Yeah. And so she, And then he dies, and then she dies. Yeah. Locked in that projection room. And but she it. managed to get her reel changed. Yes, the reel so. got changed. Mm-hmm. Donnie and the other guy, they put on these wrist guns like superheroes. And uh, they're like, okay, we got, we got 30 seconds tops to do this. Mm-hmm. We got to do this now. At the same time, the projectionist has started the fire. Yeah, this this actually was uh, chapter five. Yeah, this is all chapter five now. It's called uh, Revenge of the Giant Face. Yes. And the sheer... Uh, Tenacity? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the audacity that Quentin Tarantino had in this final... Not this final scene. This is not even the final no, scene. No, it's not. In this scene, in this climax. Mm-hmm. Let's call it the climax. Uh was ambitious oh very much so we have like three things going on so zoller and and uh soshana they they die the fire starts donnie and the other guy they're getting dressed to kill they have like 30 seconds there's the, the fire's already started donnie and the other guy don't know this is going no, on no they don't and so they use their fist guns <laughs> and they <laughs> shoot the two guards and then they take their guns and go into the booth, and they just kill everybody in that booth, including Hitler. Yeah. And they show Hitler's face get blown off, like, uh-huh. tu, 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 you know. Yeah, it's, it's very violent. Crazy. And then they're looking at the fire. They don't give a crap about the fire. They're in their own kind of oh, rage. Yeah. And so they just start opening fire on everybody in the theater. Yeah. And the doors are locked because they've been barred shut, mm-hmm. and everybody's dead. I'm assuming that... Old John, the projectionist, he's just gone away because he wasn't, he wasn't going to stay. No, I figure he walked out after he started the fire. Yeah, so everybody's dead. Um, the ankle dynamite goes off. Theater explodes. Yes. The end of the Nazi race. We're cutting back over to Hans, who has put Aldo in an undisclosed location. Mm-hmm. There's a radio in there that could go long distances. Also, B.J. Novak's character, don't know his name, 
um, was there. Yeah. So he's BJ, the intern, right? Yeah, he's yeah. the intern from uh, the office. Uh, so Ryan. Yes, that's his. <laughs> um, and so they're there, and they have to talk to, you know, superiors over in England because Hans wants to cut a deal and uh, come out of the war unscathed. He's he's ready to jump ship. Yeah. He knows that his goose is cooked uh-huh. if he does not. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know about anything in this fantasy world, but in the real world, they, they just uh, tried somebody about five years ago. Yeah. And that dude had uh, dementia. He had oh, no yeah. idea yeah, of anything. Yeah, he didn't know anything anymore. They tried him, and then they put him back in the nursing home where they found him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he died like a few days after. He might have. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, they still prosecute anyone that yeah. they find that was involved. And Hans's plan is to serve whatever time, get immunity. Oh, he thinks he's going to get immunity yeah. and he's going to get to live in like Cape Cod area. No, no, no. Not Cape Cod. Uh, uh, Nantucket, Nantucket Island. Nantucket. That's right. Yeah, he's going to live with the people from Wings. Yes. And... <laughs> And Aldo has different plans. The The plan is Hans drives all the way up to this one location and then they switch to where Aldo's driving and Aldo drives him in. And everything's good and plenty right there, right? Except... Except it's a Tarantino film. Yeah. <laughs> except they decide we're going to bind your wrist and we're going to kill your friend because he had a soldier with him. Mm -hmm. So they kill that guy and he's like, oh, this wasn't part of the deal. He goes, yeah, you know what? It's, you know, it's my deal. (laughs) And he's like, he's like, you'll, you'll get in trouble. You'll be hanged. He goes, "Ah, I doubt it. You're a Nazi, (laughs) you know? And they carve a swastika in his forehead because he says, now I can't have you going running around Nantucket Island. Uh, in, in in clothes that are not your uniform, right? You, you we we know that you you're going to burn this uniform, and we can't have that. So they carve a swastika in his forehead, and it's his finest one yet. It is so brutal. Yeah, yeah, that one they actually show. Yeah, and uh, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. So, what'd you think about this movie? I love the movie. This movie is nearly three hours long. It, and it is you long. have no clue how much time has passed. You're I watched invested. this I watched this in my film class uh one time and I came up with some theories about the title. Okay. Now, Tarantino is it, it's just a red herring, you know. There used to there was a movie in the seventies. It was called Inglorious Bastards, and right. the movie was spelled I mean the word bastard was spelled correctly. Mm-hmm. In this movie it's not. Right. And I had two theories as to why. Mm-hmm. One, he just wanted to point the finger at the other movie and say, you should watch that movie too. Right. But this is my movie. Mm-hmm. And if you're looking for my movie, you'll spell my movie this way. Right. Um, you'll Which spell the really other one the a, other way. If, if that was an accurate thing, that's really right. genius. The second thing is Aldo, Aldo Reigns uh, named than the bastards. Right. And Aldo Reigns isn't a very book smart person. Right. So Aldo Reigns spelled it phonetically. Bastards. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So that's why I, I thought my my uh, instructor at school, he was like, that's brilliant. <laughs> that's just brilliant thinking. It, yeah. Um, I found it funny uh, in the ones, the, the first scene that we see Aldo, he puts his gun down mm-hmm. and it's got bastards written on yeah. his gun and it's spelled it's misspelled mm-hmm. so it's a little um, touch aldo's throat being slashed or uh burned mm-hmm. whatever happened don't know what happened there um you just know that he's some tough guy right he lived mm-hmm. you know he lived throughout this movie and like i said earlier the bastards really had nothing to do with the end of this movie. None whatsoever. They were going to burn that place down anyway. Right. Hitler would not have escaped. Right. So, there you go with that. And they were only brought into that because Hitler was going to be there. Yes. So, who was your favorite character in this movie? Oh. I really enjoy Shoshana. Yeah. 
um, because she's a survivor. Yeah. But I really, really like Aldo. Right. He's he's really one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, mine is uh, Donnie Donowitz. I know. He's yeah. just charismatic. You know he's from the Bronx. Yeah. He's got that damn accent. He <laughs> talks about the Yankees like they're gods. You know, the 1930s and 40s, the Yankees, oh my gosh, people love them. Yeah. Um, this might have been the Babe Ruth era. I don't remember. That's possible. Um, I think that's prohibition time, but you know. Well, he grew up during that era. Yeah, he grew up during that time, <laughs> so he grew up, you know, with the sultans of SWAT. Yeah, you know, and he, his character was more fleshed out than any minor character I've ever seen in any other movie, ever. You knew who he was by his attitude, right, and his accent, uh-huh. and his love for baseball. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And he hated the Jews, or he hated the Germans. Yeah. And, he, and Nazis, and he wanted to kill them all. Yeah. It's a fleshed out character. Mm-hmm. He is third, third dimension character. <laughs> um, what character did you like the least? You know, I. I this I is like, hard. I like Lanza. Yeah. Even though he's a terrible person, mm-hmm. but I think the person I disliked the. The most was Zollner. Zoller? Zoller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can make a good case for him being the worst character. He, he was annoying. Uh-huh. He pushed himself on Shoshana when she clearly did not right. want his advances. And then he literally pushed himself on her. Right. So. Yeah. he He's a definite bad guy. Um, I didn't like Michael Fassbender's character. Uh... I, I wasn't a fan. He screwed everything up. Well, that was what he was supposed to do. I know, know but, but he yeah, screwed everything yeah, up. Yeah, you know, it's just like... He was overconfident. Yes. And he, he was didn't follow through. Arrogant. Yeah. And he should have known the three. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, if you're going to go into enemy territory, you should know things about your enemy. Yeah. Now, cinematography is beautiful in this movie there are wide shots there are tight shots there's the long shot i mean tarantino you can you can do a whole entire film school uh semester on this one film the the chapter one Mm -hmm. is the most beautiful scenery yeah it's the rolling hills the green grass short stories yeah um it's just so picturesque and beautiful for this horrible, horrible thing to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Music. He uses, I want to call it spaghetti western music for most of his movies well, yeah, anyway. that's typical. And uh, he also, some most of the time, he uses modern music when he does these older period pieces mm-hmm. to really kind of make you feel a, a little odd watching you know what's going on on the screen with a hip-hop song or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you know in this case a rock and roll song you know but it fits so perfectly it did it always fits he always sometimes i think he figures out a soundtrack before he writes his script his script i could understand that this movie made a lot of money i'm not even gonna lie this movie made its it money did. back and more yeah uh, it was hyped just like a lot. Pulp Fiction, um, Reservoir Dogs made money. I don't think he's done a movie that did not make money. That's really impressive, actually. Yeah. Uh, this last week, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood came out. There's a good chance we're going to go see it tomorrow. Okay. And I'm very excited about this one. So I saw this trailer the other day again, and Leonardo DiCaprio is so funny because. He's crying because someone gave him a compliment because he's an actor. Yeah. And I was like, this has got to be the weirdest movie ever. Yeah, it's probably one of the most meta movies that they've ever done. Uh, Tarantino likes to do movies about show business and movies and, mm-hmm. and you know, things like that. Well, you write what you know. The the only <laughs> movie that he, he has done that is not part of his Tarantino universe is uh, Jackie Brown. And that's because that was an Ed Elmore Leonard book. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but so it was that doesn't count. In his style. Does it count in his ten movie thing? Yes, that counts in his ten movie okay. thing. And his final movie apparently is going to be Star Trek. What? Yeah, rated R Star Trek. You're pulling my leg. No, rated R Trek. I don't believe you. I'm I'm not even kidding. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He he. I don't that is that. that is the biggest rumor right now is that he's going to do Star Trek. Oh my gosh! Yeah. No, that's 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 somebody's pulling somebody's leg out there. That's hilarious. I'm not even kidding. If that happens, I will be shocked. I can show you stuff. <laughs> it's it's going to happen. Well, it probably won't happen. It's, I don't think it's going to happen. There's always rumors. I would like to see Quentin Tarantino's last film to be. I don't know, some kind of magnum opus of his or some kind of a, maybe a remake of an old 70s movie. You know, let him do Dirty Harry, you know, something like that. That'd be interesting. Uh, mean Streets, Taxi Driver, hmm. Long-Winded Dialogue, you know. Let him do all this stuff. All right. So anyway, this has been Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. Now you can subscribe to us on... Stitcher, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Um, you can follow us on Facebook. We are Happy Funtime Movie Hour. Or you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. What you got? We had a couple new followers that we don't know on yeah. Facebook. So, hi. Hi, people that we don't know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. If you like our podcast, you know, talk to us. Tell us what you like. If you don't like our podcast, talk to us. We got really thick skin. You you know, we, we, we can take criticism and it won't hurt our feelings. We know, Sarah. We know. Yeah, we know. <laughs> um, anyway, with all that said, go enjoy your weekend and maybe sometime during the weekend you can go watch a movie